batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 99 of the NYYST podcast presented to you by NYYSportsTalk.com. I'm your host, Christian. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stack Guy Ryan. What up? No yo-yo this week? No. I thought you were going to sing it for me. Sing what? What up? Yeah. What up? <laughs> this is a uh, spring training preview episode. 99. Number 99. Number 99. We're finally here at the precipice of actual baseball. We're uh, recording Saturday afternoon. The Yankees will officially open camp Wednesday when pitchers and catchers report. It's such a ceremonial thing, too, because nothing actually really happens that first day. I was thinking that, too. It is very... What was that word? Ceremonial. Ceremonial. That was a good one. Um, But, like, so many players just report whenever they want now. It's also a word you learn in, like, third grade. Yeah. I I didn't pay attention in third grade. Or fourth grade. Or or fifth fifth grade. (laughs) Like, so many players report now. Wait. Speaking of things in the parallel of five... Uh Don't you want to uh, tell the fans to leave us a five-star review on Please, iTunes? I am saying this from the bottom of my heart. Anyone who can stop and take two seconds, who has been a fan of the show, who's listening for the first time and within the first 30 seconds of the show, loved everything they heard, please stop and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, when pitchers and catchers, that ceremonial report date, nothing's really happening. There's guys already down there working mm-hmm. out. You know, first workouts probably don't start till what, Thursday or Friday? I, I well, think. if the Yankees report on the 13th, they usually don't start anything until the 14th. Which would be Thursday. Right. So, but it's just, it's just now it's here. It's officially begun. Baseball is back. You can start focusing on what this team is, who's here, you know, how this team is going to try to overcome the Boston Red Sox. It's just a date that we all look forward to. It's not that we, we're not expecting major things to happen on Wednesday. It's just no. Like now it's like spring training it's, has begun. It's getting here now. I see it in different tiers, right? The first best day of the year, pitchers and catchers reporting, right? It's just you know it's there. Next best day, when all the players report. It's actually February the next best day for me is February 25th. Why? That's first, the first day yes spring. network televised. Well, that was going to be my next tier, right? But once guys start trickling in, I don't really like after that, like I don't care when full squad workouts begin. It's just yeah. like their camp is started. Now let me watch them play. And then now we're going to watch games that count. Right. And then, of course, you got the early opening day this year as well. March 28th. That's the earliest ever, right? I think last year was what the 29th supposed to be. Oh no, it was because it was technically haven't they have earlier opening day? They've had had well, when they started international, in Japan, yeah, and then they went back and played like another two weeks of spring training. That was game. when the was Dodgers. So that was in 2012 or 2013. The Dodgers, Dodgers opened Diamondbacks, up, and then there was like two weeks in between before actual opening day. The Yankees did that too. When uh, that was against the Rays in Japan, Rays. but it wasn't there wasn't that much of a break. But there was still that they went back and played spring yeah. training games. It's oh, like, really? I believe. I don't so, think right? so. 
with I don't the think Yankees. So. There was like a week in between when uh, I don't know they might have had a skirmish. I w- I was up and I I st- I woke up. My uh, my buddy came over at five in the morning. We had school. I was in high school, and uh, you were high in you school. Were, you were graduated from college already, probably not. And uh, watched the game. Then we had to leave for class, and the Yankees got killed. And we hated our lives for being up that early to watch them lose. Scrimmage. Scrimmage. But yeah, why why don't they start in a warmer climate? I don't get it. Oh. You know. You know March twenty eighth is going to be like the coldest day of the year. A computer generated schedule. They don't take that. Well, where into are they? I mean, how many teams are? Uh, I guess you could probably figure it out some way. But there's so many different parts that go into creating like the perfect schedule. There's, but there's even so many teams that have domes now. Well, what are you going to do? The Yankees still. What are the Yankees just not going to play at home at all of March? Well, yeah, I guess April? you got to get used to it. Anyway, you know, the Red Sox aren't going to play at home in all of April. The Mets, the Phillies. I mean, they're going to have to play these games. And before we go into this any further, can we just can we just remember last year when the Yankees went nine and nine in the first eighteen games? Can we remember the outrage? Pouring from the Yankee universe, and just if that happens again, can we just take a deep breath this year? No, please look at their schedule. They should open up fast mm-hmm. this year. Who I'm is it? Orioles, up. who have I don't think any team has been projected to lose so many games. Orioles, then Detroit. They yeah. the White Sox are in there. They play the Orioles twice, I think. So they the should first really... three weeks of the season they don't play. They played his really bad team, so they should open the season hot this year they should really uh they should really take advantage of their schedule then to open up but the yankees are they're notoriously slow they're all notoriously slow starters they really can't afford to do that this year all right look at this first month of this schedule right here right open up three against baltimore right should take two out of three easy easy just cut it off uh before they go on the west coast to the yeah right there to sunday april 21st we'll cut it off there keep track of this what they should do here ryan can you i'll do it this? i can do it i want to do it in my head so we'll say opening homestand baltimore and detroit easy four and two right okay easily that's what they should do four and two easy uh then, then back to baltimore baltimore they should take another two there okay six and three all right at houston you want to say that you want to say they lose that series fine okay Seven and five. All right. Then they go to the White Sox. That's a, let's they, throw in a sweep. You want to? Say I want to throw yeah, in a we sweep. Should throw in. If we're gonna right. lose the series at to home, Houston, all right. At home against the White Sox, you want to throw in a sweep? I want to yeah. throw in a sweep. All right. Throw it in. Ten and five. Ten and five. Split with Boston. Eleven and six. Three out of four against Kansas City. You got me. Fourteen. Four, what were we? Eleven and six. And Fourteen and seven. So their first twenty-one games, this team should be fourteen and seven. They Minimum. absolutely should be. Minimum. They absolutely should be. They should get out of the gates hot. This and year. technically, over the first thirty games of the last two seasons, I know they started nine and nine last year, but they ended up with the same record, I believe, as they did the year prior, like twenty-one and nine. That's a nice West Coast trip. And, and look at this: even you don't ever take anything for granted on the West Coast. But they got an early West Coast trip. They got three against the Angels, three against San Francisco, two against Arizona. And then, in case that goes bad. You got the Twins right after. And then look at this. Then they come home for uh, wow. for a six, seven-game homestand against Minnesota and Seattle. This but is yet, arguably their first hard series. No, well, bet. they play Houston uh, and Boston. And Boston yeah. but, Never mind. But, yeah, look, you get through. You can get through April with only playing three, five games against playoff teams from last year. Five mm-hmm. games. 
They got to take advantage of that. They have to. If, you got to get you want to you want to talk about really, you know, getting getting ahead of the Red Sox in some way. You got to take advantage of and of then your even look schedule. at this. You want to go into it. You can even look into it as deeper. All right, Tampa Bay is going to be tough, but then they come home. Baltimore, Tampa on the road for Baltimore again. Kansas City, San Diego, and then it's Memorial, and then the end of May is before you face Boston again. Those are the only two games of May against Boston that were against uh, that will be against teams from the playoffs last year. Well, I got to I got to count Tampa Bay as, as a quote playoff. Am I, no, they yeah, but I'm saying that made the playoffs yeah, no, last no, year. No, but I'm going to I'm going to put them yeah. in that count. Am I Tampa wrong in saying this, this that the Yankees play the Red Sox fairly early? This year compared to most years, I feel uh, like the Yankees and Red Sox don't usually match up in April. No, they do. That's yeah. when the yeah. Tyler Austin yeah, fight happened. Tri- really? Yeah, that, God, I guess I just don't realize. But it. if you look at that schedule, man, they got to get off fucking hot this year. They do. But you know what? We're going to feel that way about a lot of teams. I mean, the Yankees once again now, for the first time in a long time, are expected to win they're expected to win a lot of games they're better they're going to be better than most teams it just so happens to start their schedule we're playing the bottom of the barrel yeah but this is not even if even in a different year if they went 10 and 10 in their first 20 no matter who they were playing you'd be like okay whatever they're just getting the kinks out they no way no no kinks Get the kinks out in spring training as as much as you can honestly they need to hit the ground running this year and i think that Last year woke them up a little bit where they're going to be more aware of that. They're going to hopefully get that rust off, do as best they can to get that rust off in spring training this year. You know what I hate about the schedule this year? Yeah. That they, they played with, Boston. They finished with three games at Texas. It's the final three games Look at of that. the season. They, they don't play Boston after September 9th. The division will be decided that's, by that. Yeah, that's not terrible i guess no it is they, they played they played like uh well, you got six tampa, or seven games against boston you got last tampa two weeks bay in there don't count tampa bay they're as not just, winning the division no they're not winning the division but they're going to be an integral part of who wins the division i think because they're not going to be a pushover they're going to be a decent team again and we're playing them late we're playing them late you're going to have to win those games those are going to be big games yeah, but they're gonna look. At, they're gonna play a bunch of pushovers in September. And you know, too. Toronto's gonna want to play spoilers. They suck. They're gonna be miserable. But I'm just saying, they're gonna have that motivation. That's great. Who's gonna be on that team just to really? Vlad. I don't Junior. think they're gonna bring up Vlad Junior. You this don't year. think he'll they be should. up in September? They yeah. should. Yeah, I don't know. All right, before you know that, that's in the future. Let's uh, let's talk about a little bit about some spring. Actually, you know what we should talk about first. These proposed rule changes. I was just going to say that. We should bring it up because one of the things I thought about, and maybe you can explain it to me because I wasn't listening thoroughly, um, the change of the trade deadline. Is it, Did I get that right? Oh, that's so dumb. What What is the reasoning stuff, behind none it? None of this stuff is going to happen this year. I mean, the, the, earliest... D, the DH will soon. Yeah, but it can't happen this year. No, but it it will happen the quickest out of any type of rule change. You need to give National League clubs a full offseason in order to build their ball clubs. Yes. And I said, and hopefully, you know, Chris will put it on iTunes soon, uh, my solo pod hitting hard. I said this last night when I was recording my show. I don't want to hear from any National League elitists about... Oh, don't force the DH on me. Shut your mouth, okay? I don't want to see pitchers hitting. It is terrible. Okay? I, If there's one rule change that I'm okay with, it is that. 
It's the one rule change that I would not argue. It because makes no they're sense. They're going to tell you it's because you're an American League fan. It's not, though. It has nothing to do with that. First of all, we're talking about changing the rules to cater to the people who don't watch the sport, right? What's more boring? It used to be cool when we were younger. Like, oh, cool. You know, Chiming Wong's going to bat today. That was cool. That yeah, was it was exciting. awesome until he broke half of his lower body and could never pitch the same way again. You know, it wasn't it cool though to be like, oh, cool the pitch. We're no, gonna get to see. I Yankee. never was ever excited by any of that. Well, you probably don't remember that far back when you were as young as I'm talking. But interleague started in '97. You dick. I'm you don't just, think I remember back to 1997? I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Like it. Oh. You were never David excited Cone. as a kid. David Cohn's going to swing a bat now. You Andy were never Pettit. excited as a kid no. to see like a pitcher bat for no. the first time. No, we would, that never ever was excited. But I would me. think that National League fans would want this more. Don't change our game. Imagine how, how the much, strategy. First of the all, strategy. Chris. You want to talk about all the free agents lingering and everything? First of all, this is going to create more jobs for for guys who are you know average to a little above average players they're going to get signed quicker they're going to have more of a role yeah signed quicker the two best players in the history maybe in the history of the game in the last 10 years can't even find jobs but, but you like, could also reverse that and say that bench that good bench player type player will be out of a job yeah but someone made a great point i forgot who said it but they're like yeah, okay, you're taking the strategy away from baseball if Ooh, you the double put switch. the DH. But he's like, half the people watching the sport don't even know what a double switch is anyway, right? So no one appreciates it. We're talking about the fans who don't appreciate the game. Is it I appreciate fa- the game as I, much as anybody, but I don't want to see pitchers hit. Right, And it, but that's more because of the liability and the fact they that they're pointless. They suck at hitting. I think okay. they suck. Chris, they don't pick up a bat after they graduate high school. So you got them going through college. You got them going through the minor leagues. They might not pick up a bat for a decade. And then all of a sudden now, they hit the major leagues and they're expected to swing a bat against Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer. I'll take it a step further, okay? How is that exciting to you? In high school? Explain that, but answer that. How is that exciting? It's not. A good hitting pitcher hits 170. That's good for the game? No, no. But I'll take it a step further for you. In high school, I could never hit. Oh, Bartol Colon hit one home run in his life. We <laughs> hang so our hat weird. on it, and that's why pitchers have to continue to hit. That in, thought just popped in my head, right, as you said. In in high school, I couldn't. I was never a good hitter. I pretty much didn't even pick up a bat in high school. Then I got to college, and my coach literally pulled me into his office and told me if he saw me with a bat in my hand, I was immediately cut from the team. Most For, In high school, a lot of pitchers also play their position. That's why they still hit. Right, but I was such a bad hitter. I was a great defensive first baseman. You were a good hitter. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. Not against good pitching. Huh. I was such a good defensive first baseman that I would play first on varsity, but I would be the one DH'd for it. <laughs> so I didn't even pick up a bat in high school. We had school. a guy like that in my senior year, too. He played first base, but he was the one that was DH'd for. That could have been me. Oh, no, you were like, you're way older. Okay. Um, Don't you think that's the kind of rule, though, that the uh, the players' union probably won't get behind? No, I think I think they are I think behind. you're wrong. I think they are behind that one. It creates more jobs. I think a lot, yeah. I think high a, paying jobs. Yeah, but too. if I'm a pitcher, I would be so against changing that rule. A National League pitcher. 
but you're also think of that advantage. But think about the fact Christian, that don't okay, roll your eyes at that. First think of, of all, that advantage. You're, yeah, but you're it's facing not, eight major league hitters and but then a, a guy who hasn't picked the up other a bat since high school. But you have to think of it as a larger picture here, where they're all in a union together. They're all pro labor, and this is going to create more high paying jobs for people in their union. And think of it. And I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to roll my eyes at you, buddy. I didn't. I I'm just, the one I who just has the eye roll problem. I just get used to doing it from hearing so much right. shit coming out of the side of that Listen, table. Listen, think of it from the other way, though. The Even though pitchers don't necessarily point. make batting a priority at all, they're still taking time when they're going to be pitching that day to swing the bat mm-hmm. in the cage and all yeah, that. They don't right. have to worry about any of that anymore. But deep down, it's like, oh, now I got to face. Yeah, but you know what? That's their freaking job. Yeah, no, you're right. right. I agree with now, that. Now, at least they're going to be revered even more when DeGrom has a season Just like he think did. Think that advantage. Yeah. I've, Two outs, runners on second and third, the eight hitter up. Uh, there's like no reason not yeah, to walk. It's like in. playing Monopoly, and you get to get out of free, the only free thing exactly. I have against it. It's a gold card. Is that it was the one thing separating the leagues. Yeah, but there's not there, there's no reason anymore because you have equal amount of teams in both leagues, which means that you have to play interleague every day. Right. Right. They don't right. even separate the league offices anymore. That's very They don't true. separate the umpires anymore. You used to have National League yep. and American League umpires. You don't have that anymore. Do you see a day where they get rid of leagues? They just have divisions? No. And it's the best teams make the playoffs? No, and why the Yankees you? could play the Red Sox in the World Series well, one day? No. It, why, why do that? No other sport does that. They still have conferences. Yeah, I, I just always saw div- the separation because div- of that divisions. big rule. Divisions going away one day, but you you would still have the American un- League and National. Yeah, League. I don't see it that's how it used to be. It's unnecessary. Anyway, let's get to the rest of them here. These are the, all the rules. Yeah, these some of them are so stupid. Let's start with the three batter minimum. I don't even want to talk about it. That it, it, one. It, it enrages me. It really so. does, and that's another one that sounds like it's going to happen. If that happens, dude, that changes the game way too. It's much, not going to happen. That can't three. happen. They might settle for two. They Someone might called two. in. Someone called in to talk about it, and they took the words right out of my mouth. What will ever stop a pitcher or a team from saying, oh, my arm hurts. Take me out. You would have to then go on the injured list. No, you wouldn't. No, you Why wouldn't. would you have to? Because you faking an injury is against the rules. Okay, maybe you were sore and you went in and yeah, I mean, put ice on your arm or you something. You be able to get away with that. And how many times do you think that's going to happen throughout the course of 162-game schedule? It's not going to happen that much. Maybe in the postseason, and that's where the big problem is going to come in the biggest games of the year. These guys are going to be pulling. That's ridiculous. This. It's ridiculous because in the mundane nine to five April through September, this is not going to happen. Like you just you'll just deal with it. But if let's say Aaron Boone brings in Britain in Game Two of the American League Division Series, and he only wants him to face whoever, and then he gets two outs, doesn't want him to face the. Oh, because a righty's coming up that has can't great numbers against it them. It can't happen. Here's why I don't like it, and this is an out there thing that probably won't even happen. But what if it's a guy who he throws 15 pitches to the first guy? It's a it's a relief pitcher. 15 to the first guy, 15 to the second. Then he has to throw 15 to the third. That's 45 pitches, and that that could hurt his arm. What if he doesn't record an out, at, yeah. and he throws t- 15 pitches, like you said, to the one guy? The next guy gets up. Any guy has another crazy at bat, like you're saying, and he doesn't record an out. He faces three guys. Now you're bringing another guy in with the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. 
It's ridiculous to me. And if anything, and, that would slow up the game, too, because you might get more mound visits because of it. And you want to talk about gaining jobs by adding the DH to the National League? You're taking away jobs for guys. And I know the lefty specialist isn't as prominent as it used to be. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. But you're taking away jobs where you might have a guy in your bullpen just for certain situations especially that you in the won't playoffs have anymore. in the playoffs you see guys well that that was a great point guys. by you yeah. i'd be if they were going to do it and they said regular season but postseason you know that rule goes away maybe i'd be more okay with i don't it. i don't think they're like we said with the universal dh how we would create more jobs i don't think they have enough evidence now that that role, that lefty specialist still exists to the degree it right. did maybe 10 years right. ago. Not so, even 10, but yeah. So I think they don't worry about that too much. I just don't like it because it's done to speed up the game. Right. I want a longer. I hate when Yankee games only go two and a half hours. Look, you can get I hate it, honestly, and you can get through. How many times will we sit in there watching a game and it's the sixth inning and it's eight thirty? They played six innings in an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and then it takes an hour and a half to play the last three. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's because of all the movement in the bullpens. But that's the most important time of the game. That's when these managers are employing all of their strategy and you want to take that away from You're them right. to speed up the game for some jackass that's not even going to watch 20 games You're a right. year? How many times have we been at the stadium, 7 o'clock game, you look up, they're in the 7th inning, it's like 8.30, we're like, wow, this is a quick game, what time do we get home? 12. <laughs> Here's the problem with all these rule changes. They already have our money, so they don't care about us. Right. They're doing all this shit for people who dime they don't have. I, so they're ruining our game to attract people that don't like it. I tweeted that mm-hmm. we live in a world where we don't care about the loyalists anymore. We care about catering to people who complain and who don't like this and don't like that. Or people that aren't interested Guess yet. Guess what? Baseball can be an hour. If you don't appreciate what you're watching... You can't play baseball in an hour. You will not. You will not be... A, a loyal fan of the game. I do like the expansion of rosters to 26 well, let's, men. Wait, let's get to that. I want you to explain this deadline and what they think is going to benefit. It'll stop tanking. From a single trade deadline before the All-Star break. What do you mean it will It'll stop? It'll stop tanking. It will stop. They believe if the trade deadline is earlier, it will it will have, at that point of season, more teams will believe they're still in it and won't sell off their major players and will keep the competitive balance at a certain and level let me throughout ask you the this. rest of the season. Let which, me ask you by this. By the way, I hate it, by the way. Let I, me ask another you rule this. that I hate. Let me ask you this, because maybe this is the reason why you hate it so much. What is better than trade deadline day, waiting at the TV, refreshing your phone, waiting for the big deals to drop Not because a guy's that, traded that you would never it will, think. It will absolutely kill the trade deadline in Major League Baseball because it used to be June 15th. What team realistically, unless you're like the Orioles, what team realistically thinks with two wild cards that they're out of it at June 15th? Right. You want to take away the waiver deadline and make one solid that i'd that, be fine with. that i'd be okay with i have no problem with that but don't move it from july 31st so trades like right. the verlander trade yes if you got to get all your shit in by the end of right by the end of fine. july i'd be fine with that's that. fine but don't put it before the all-star break you get, give these teams that much because you know what it's going to kill the trade deadline yeah, you make that's it entertaining what the whole the trading for players yeah, and getting kill, a guy. if you make it that early it'll kill it yeah Nothing pisses teams me off. Teams need that extra piece, you know, to to go nothing on that pisses run. me off next and uh, worse than the next rule on this list. Why the pitch clock? I, that actually I don't have a problem. With. I like right. that one. Right, it just won't. Be I forced. do. 
because a pitcher doesn't just get a ball, get back on the mound, and that's it. There's, why would you want to rush what is going through his mind? 20 seconds is a long time. Runner on first. Okay, but the batter. There's bat- no pitch clock. Okay, there's but no the pitch batter. Cl- Shh. There's no pitch clock with a runner on base. Because that would be like getting a head start. Is that the runner that, Yes, because at 19, you see 19 sec- seconds, you're, 19 you're seconds, taking you just, off. Just take off. So there would be no pitch clock with a runner on base. That's this fine only then. Yeah, only 20 20 base is empty. Is- Okay. There's more than enough time Hit to the get the I'm fine, your but spikes, if you're going to enforce it, if you're going to enforce it, then also enforce the other stupid rule where the batter can't step out of the box. Enforce it. They both have to be ready to go within 20 100%. seconds. That's part of the pitch clock. But it's part of it now, right? That's part of a rule now that there's nothing no, but there's is there's no enforced. penalty against it. Now they would employ penalties. Okay. If the, so if, enforce it. If the I believe what they said is if the pitcher... Goes past it, it's an automatic ball to the batter. And if the batter's not ready to go after 20 seconds, he gets an automatic strike on him. I think that's kind of dumb. But, but what are you going to do? How else are you going to employ it? It's just it? not my game. That's just not the game but I listen, love. I understand that, but I, I have love no the problem. game because there's no time. Bro, there's some guys that take 35, yeah, man, 40 seconds I'm in between pitches. That's way too long, bro. I agree. You want, look, honestly, we all love baseball, but there are times when the game drags. That's when the game yes. drags. I agree with 100%, you. 100%, Christian. I agree with that. And there's no but reason. In the, in the rare cases that it does, I'm okay with that rule not being enforced how many guys you can think of maybe a handful that takes so long in between pitches now we're going to enforce this rule upon everyone just because of those handful but of think guys about how quick, i don't know i think it's more than a handful how quickly that, does aaron really judge get back time. into the box very quickly okay so why does he have to wait another 15 seconds for the pitcher to stop picking his because ass because it's part of the game it, but get the sign and okay let's go. do you want to know something go, okay. do you want to know something there are certain times in a game where as a pitcher we would have certain signs that the catcher would get from the coach where he would put down a certain signal and it was just for me to sit on the mound and keep shaking my head no Keep shaking my head no until the batter called timeout. Why? It throws off his timing. It throws off his rhythm. That was part of the so strategy. Step off the rubber. Is that? But now you can't. You no, can it was about winning that battle, that mental battle. And me shaking my head no and him going, how many pitches does this guy have? I thought he only had two. Shaking him off four or five different times? I better call timeout. I don't know what the hell's coming now. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary to you. But to me, no, I see your point, Chris. It makes sense. But when there's nobody on base, it's unnecessary to take that long. I'm okay with that. Then that is always the one part of watching a baseball game where I find myself complaining we're just when like, a guy throw takes the fucking ball. Like, oh my god, throw it! And we're talking about guys who lollygag. I hate those guys too. Like Dylan Batances, the guy take the guy has every twitch imaginable. Yeah. Just get on the mound and throw the ball. Yeah, yeah, just, up. Wipe one, wipe two, kick the spikes, put the hat back on. But that's part of of what you're makes right. him you're comfortable right. on the mound. What if he's speeding up now and he's a piece of shit you're right. reliever? Then he but can, but what, then, you to know, cater to someone who can't wait an extra five seconds? But you know what? Then he can go back to doing it when somebody's on. All right. All right. When somebody's What's the on next base. one? Yeah. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Ryan's rule. I like the expansion of the roster to 26. Love it. I actually don't mind that at all. It's always nice to have an extra bench player with a guy right. in the bullpen. It would be for the bench because, oh, no, you could add another bullpen But actually what I would do is I would do like to do in hockey and basketball and do healthy scratches every night. I would have my I roster like that. at 28, and then you have, a, you have healthy scratches every night, but you're only allowed to scratch 
two of your starting pitchers because you would just scratch all your starting pitchers. But here's the problem. I could see teams abusing that. Someone brought this up. It's a matter of the options and service time. So if you're going to hold that many guys, you're, you're calling guys up at that point. Service time becomes a factor. Optioning guys becomes a factor. That's why they wouldn't go out to that many guys, I don't think. Well, they're also, it doesn't say it on here, but it would, something that they are talking about is adjusting the service time. No, then, how the way that's then yeah, that would have everything. to counter that. Or, you know, there's 100 current guys that are uh, free agents. There's 30 teams in Major League Baseball. Everybody signs three guys to fill out their roster to get to 28. Now you have you don't have that many free agents anymore. This one boggles my mind a little. Draft advantages for winning teams. They want to stop tanking. Basketball is looking at something like this as well. But what about the teams that aren't tanking what about the teams that are rebuilding that truly just suck what about the or let's take the, the orioles, orioles are right? tanking. what about the giants take the same but let's take giants. the let's one. take the orioles right now i want to take the orioles because they just have nobody let's take the orioles it would force them they're rebuilding like not trade manny machado but we're past Britain. that now right we're going to enforce let's say we enforce it this year or even next and we'll force them to go out there and sign guys that will make them competitive I just, it takes a while to get from a team that they're going to be to a team that now they're just, well now. How many free agents did they sign this year? I don't know. Zero. So now if they have, if they tank and win 45 games, they don't get the first pick. How many fans show up to their stadium? It doesn't, that's not. Zero. Yeah, but that's not what they, they don't care about that. They want them to, they do care about that, but they want them to be better. I just don't agree with good teams getting advantages if you want to make it more of a random pool type fine but don't penalize teams for being bad and then tell me they can't get a high draft pick to make themselves more competitive and better that's not fair to the fans that's not fair to the organization that wouldn't be fair to a team like the san francisco giants who were a losing team last year but they went into last season expecting to win signing guys like evan longoria andrew mccutcheon it just didn't work out yeah, but they so also gonna, wouldn't get the first pick in a draft because they were still competitive. Dude. All right, but they would still get a higher draft pick than winning team. It just shouldn't be about advantage or penalty they at that just point. Wanna, they if you want to stop tanking, that's what they want to do. Then don't give the team an, uh, a reason to to tank. But that doesn't mean you have to enforce an advantage for a good team and a penalty for a bad team. Just make it a random pool. Doesn't the NBA do that? Not really. Like a lottery type? Yeah, but you get more lottery balls. Well, then do it your own way and do it more of a random pick and just make it up in the air. That's it. Why? So the Red Sox can wind up with the first pick in a draft after winning the World Series? Maybe, but all I'm saying is your main goal is to... You could do it like a lottery. Your main goal, like your main goal is to stop teams. tanking, right? You don't care. You don't... Who cares? The Red Sox are going to get an advantage, right? Anyway, Why because they're a winning team. So who why can, make them better? The point is to have excuse me, but that's what the rule is. They're going to make them better. They're going to get a draft advantage. I haven't really Over, noticed tanking in baseball, at least compared to I mean, they basketball, drop, football. They drop everybody here. No, the Red Sox would not be put into that. It would be they would order it based on teams that did not make the playoffs. So if you were like the if you were like the Rays, the Rays would get the number one pick in the draft. Okay, and you know that for sure. That's what they were talking oh, about. Okay. Like the Yankees, the Red Sox. I'm thinking like were, I'm thinking like the Red Sox and the Dodgers get the biggest advantage for the draft. No, they want to they want to create they want to shrink okay. the gap. All right, that's in, that's interesting. I still don't agree with it, but it makes more sense to me in that in that. There's way. a rule not on the list here. 
they want to change mound visits from six to three. If That's that happens, proposal. just forget it. Uh, Why I, even I'm have done. mound visits at this right. point? Um, I hate the lower mound bullshit. And here's why. First of all, these guys are massive, right? I don't care if you lower the mound an inch. These guys are going to find ways to still have the same velocity, spin rate, whatever you want to say. With all the technology out there, the mound, they will adjust to the mound being adjusted. Well, this is done to create more offense in the game. Right. And guess what? I'm someone who who loves a good pitching duel. I love it. So so now you're taking a game, really the only sport I love and appreciate, and you are you are sacrificing the things I love, the things I watch 162 games for, for a fan who likes a bunch of offense and the balls hit every single What's play. What's the most popular league in America? Football. And what do they do? They, they made every single rule change to benefit the offenses. Right, and guess what? And they have they have so much money that they could burn ten billion dollars, and it wouldn't hurt any of their owners. And guess what? I I hate football even more after all these rule changes. Yeah, and guess what? Baseball, if baseball needs to be more popular, football doesn't. I think there's. I thought there was a, starting to be a little bit of a change going on, especially after the Cubbies. You know, won the World Series. I felt like baseball was on the uprise. Kids aren't again. playing baseball. That's what the problem is. Kids aren't playing football. Oh, yeah. Kids aren't playing football yeah. either because it's a Pee-wee bunch of animals are all down. cracking into one another and causing severe damage to their body. So, honestly, you're sacrificing a sport that I love, that I watch every single day for people to be more entertained who aren't even going to be that much more entertained. So out of those rule changes, the only one that we're all pretty much in agreement on is the DH. Yes. Universal DH. Yeah. I'm I'm more than okay with that. I'd be although, happy to see that. Though I don't me and Ryan and I really don't have a problem with the pitch clock. You I, seem to be upset. I mean over it. I don't mind. I'm not as pissed as I was because of the fact of the no runner thing. Um, which obviously makes sense if I took a second to think about it. But it still does bother me. I'm still not necessarily happy about it. But if you had to pick the worst one, it has to be the three batter minimum, oh, absolutely. right? It's so, oh, yeah. It's so that awful. can't it's, happen. That sacrifices so much of the game. That can't happen. It really takes the manager out of it, too. I mean, that's such There's an no strategy part for the next of, three at-bats. Of being a good manager. I mean, you literally have no move you can make. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's yeah. it's going to save as much time as them eliminating the intentional walk. That's uh, what it's going to do. Right. And how much faster are baseball games played now that uh, you just waggle four fingers when you want to intentionally you know walk somebody? To your to your credit, to you know, uh, agreeing with you a little bit with the twenty second pitch clock, that's something that is taking unnecessary stuff and making the pace of play better. But when you're sacrificing strategy, when you're sacrificing things like three pitch minimums before a manager can make another move. That's when I have a real big problem with a rule change. And another negative with the three batter minimum, what if you face two, uh, what if you have two at bats to end an inning and then your offense puts up 10 runs, is on the field for 30 minutes and you have to come back out and pitch again? What if there's a rain delay? Yeah. Is that part of the rule? Is there? It's not, there's not, it's not very well thought out at this point, which is why I think it'll fall apart. Yeah. I don't think I heard that they'll end up settling on two batters. 
even that. Which I still don't like, but I'll live with more than three. Absolutely. As long as it's not active in the playoffs. Three? You're talking about a whole inning. Yeah. Somebody said that it was either John Heyman or one of those other writers was on the fan this week, and they said that part of the proposal is that if a pitcher ends an inning, he's not required to come back out for the next inning. Okay. All right. Which I'd be again, I'd be okay, okay. with. Okay. But, you know, it's just, it is what it is. All right. So as we said earlier in the show, we spent half an hour talking about these dumbass rules. Uh, this was supposed to be our big spring training preview episode. I ran a bunch of polls on NYY Sports Talk Twitter earlier this week to kind of gauge your guys' uh, thoughts on some of these things. There's not a lot of not a lot of stuff going on. Pretty much, this team is set. Right. Really, I guess the only battles are going to be who fills out the back end of the bullpen. First base. First base and what's going to happen with left field. Yeah. So basically, we'll start with this here. Uh, the first poll we ran, and I guess what's going to happen in the middle of the infield. Yeah. We know who it'll be, like as far as what the options are. We just don't know how it's going to... Well, let's touch on this real quick before we get into this. We ha- I, I don't even want to talk about this guy anymore. I'm so sick and tired of it. But there was a report report yeah. that came out that said the Yankees offered Machado seven years and $220 million, and he apparently didn't like it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either because if the Yankees offered him $31 million a year and he wanted to be a Yankee as badly as he did, he would have taken the friggin' yeah, offer. Yeah, I don't necessarily believe that at all. And... Again, it was Jim Duquette, former Major League General Manager, that said this on MLB Network Friday night. And then this morning, he was like, well, guys, I was just going off of something that I heard. Kind of right, cold yeah. water on the whole thing. But pulled, pulled what we call a Dan Clark. <laughs> but again, you know, Yankee Twitter sees that and then they go all ballistic. And, right. you know, I still think Manny or Harper will be a Yankee. I'll say this. I don't care anymore. I don't. Yeah, I, really. I there, Honestly, it got to a point the other day where I was listening to the radio and someone brought them up and I went, completely forgot about them. <laughs> completely forgot they existed. We're three and a half months into the offseason. I know. The offseason just like. I'm, t- I'm, I'm done caring. The Yankees open camp in yeah. a couple of days now. Yeah. I'm all, I, I just want to. I just care about who's wearing pinstripes. If one of them magically walks into Tampa, great. Hey, great. If not, don't oh, care. Well, don't care. All right. First poll, Brandon, we touched on this a lot in last week's episode. Uh, who do you think will win the Yankees' starting, uh, first baseman job? Did you look at any of the polls? Do you know yeah. how the fans voted? I don't I know. I looked at all the questions. I didn't necessarily go through what the fans voted because I didn't know if you were going to ask me. I would I say do know this one. It was overwhelming. 70, 75% vote. It was overwhelming, Voight. Yeah, 72% Luke Voight. I mean, do you really want to touch on this too much? Cause we no, did. because we have. I think the fans are wrong. I could be way wrong. Um, unless Luke Voigt completely overshadows Bird in a dramatic sense, I think the Yankees want Bird to be their starting first baseman. I think that they brought him here for a reason, and... They still see that swing fitting perfectly at Yankee Stadium, and they want him to succeed, or else he wouldn't be here. I just think they're the, paying him a million bucks. I mean, right. it's it's not like a big detriment to no, the team. No, but I'm saying he he wouldn't still be here. Where would he be? With, He's under team control. They're not paying him. Would anything. you listen to me for a second? No, I don't want to. What I'm saying is, after his performance last year and after all the injuries, we if they didn't want him to succeed here right now, we wouldn't even be talking about Greg Bird right now. But they don't really have a good answer. 
But Luke Voigt could at least be could, the end. But, but we wouldn't be debating who's going to win the first base job, right? We would say it's definitely Voigt and, it, and it's his job to lose. But wouldn't you want the first one to really get a crack at that? To be Luke Voigt for what he did at the end of last if season? If we had lefties, yes. Okay. I, I, want, just, I, I want it to be Greg Bird. I want it to be Greg Bird, and I lo- I ended up loving Luke no Voigt. How could you not? I'm so done with Bird. It's Voigt's job. I to want lose it for to me. be. I want Bird to be that good, though. I'm yeah, not saying I not. want. I'm not saying I want Bird to necessarily get a chance. I'm saying I want Bird to be the guy because he just makes more sense. He totally makes more sense. That's all. That's all I'm saying. What I do, I love Luke Voigt. I love his energy. I love everything about him. We gave Greg Bird the whole pump up speech last week, and then he's he's in camp already. Yeah, yeah. So I do like. He that. heard us. He listens to the pod. I do like that he showed up to camp early. And so do I. I. Yeah, I really like so that. So do I. It shows that he cares. Yeah. Because at, at times... You question it. You qu- Yeah, you did question where his heart and was. And that yeah, really what, was the most surprising. As that a I saw fan, that was the most frustrating really. part of his struggles was that you questioned his, his fire, his passion. Yeah, he didn't seem to have any. All right, let's move off of first base. Let's see if one of you has got anything else you want to say about the No, game. no. All right, let's talk about left field here. I'll skip around a little bit. Try try to keep these in uh, in somewhat chronological not order. chronological order because I'm skipping over things uh, topical because I bounced around okay. a little bit. Brett Gardner, uh, a lot of fans were unhappy that he came back. A lot of fans are even more unhappy that it appears that he's going to be the starting left fielder this year. Um, so I asked. How long does Brett Gardner last as a starting left fielder? Doesn't break camp as the left fielder, Memorial Day, the trade deadline, or he lasts the entire season? Fans voted he lasts the entire season. They did it out of spite. Memorial Day. Actually, uh, I guess Twitter counted down to the decimal point, but doesn't break camp was actually the one. Oh, right. It tied, right? It tied. They both had 29% of the vote. Uh, but I guess doesn't break camp might have had a decimal point advantage. There. I'll say it again, and it's something I am very confident in saying. The Yankees just need to see that Clint Frazier is not going to be affected by anything with the concussions. They need to see a few weeks out of him in a competitive at a competitive level that he is healthy, he is ready to move on, he is not feeling any symptoms, and at that point, I think they will make the call. And it will be his job to lose. But you can make the same case that this is very similar to the Bird and Voigt debate. Because then if you take Gardner out of the lineup, you're you're taking a lefty out of the lineup. Yeah, he's not a oh, power Yes, here, but, but he's a lefty. If Brett Gardner was even just in his prime, even you don't want to call him, he would still be a lefty. Yes, but Brett Gardner batted what? 220 last year? I mean... Wasn't good. We're not talking about a yeah, guy who lefty, ever, righty, switch hitter makes a big impact in this lineup anyway. So you want to throw he Gar- does when he's you want to throw Guardy in there on, on a, against a tough righty, fine. But this is this I'm, is Clint Frazier's. Let me go time back now. to something that I forgot to mention about uh, Greg Bird here. You know, all the fans that I I want to give Greg Bird another shot just based on the fact that he's a better defensive player. Yes, and he's a left-handed guy that you. You know, even if he plays to 75% of his potential, he'll hit 25 home runs this year. But the big thing is everybody goes back to the hit, the home running hit off of Andrew Miller. How long are we going to hang our hat on that? Right. Right. It's You got to give me more than that. Oh, Greg Bird hit a home run off of Andrew. Yeah, great. It won the game. It was a one nothing game. It was, an, it was an incredible only, moment. But, you know, how long are you going to pay for that? How long does he get to stick around? No, it, and it has nothing to do with that anymore. Gardner hit 236 last year. 264 in 2017. 
little better than I yeah, thought, but better. you saw him tired. No. You saw a guy that cannot play 140 Greg, plus that's games been anymore. His mo in his entire career where he just he fades in August. And now with each year he gets older, it's becoming more and more you know prominent that he cannot go more than 120, 110 games. All right, so let's ask the question now: Who's more likely to take this? Take that spot from him, Clint Frazier or Jacoby Ellsbury. Uh, I'll fans on blue in the face. It's it's Clint Frazier. Ninety three percent of the fans voted that yeah. it would be Clint Frazier. I think it's Ellsbury. If like I said on the one pod, if Ellsbury is healthy and on this roster and Gardner is replaced, it will be for Jacoby Ellsbury. And you know what? Three weeks ago, I still would have fighted. I still would have fought you on it. I fight it. You I fight it. You just let him have it. Uh, I still would have fought you on it, but I would have said you make a good point. But I feel like over the last couple weeks, the Yankees have been in talks with San Francisco on on getting him out of here. And then didn't a report come out recently that he might not even break camp with the team? I heard uh, that ESPN reported that as of today, or what was a few days ago, is that he still hadn't been medically cleared. Right. That doesn't mean that he won't be. No, but. What I'm saying is, though, is that if he is on that roster, he could get traded. Yeah, he could be Yeah, injured. you're right. You're right. He is on that roster. I'm getting an ass tattoo, and yeah. he's going to replace Brett Gardner. Yeah. Yep. It's going to happen one after the it other. Just, it doesn't <laughs> excite me. Like, it would excite me for Clint Frazier to take over left field. It wouldn't excite me that Jacoby Ellsbury takes like, over left field. Mm-hmm. It was it was heartbreaking when you woke up and saw Andrew Miller was traded, right? It, yeah. It was like a knife going into you that you just knew all this was happening. Clint Frazier was. The one of the two big pieces of that trade. He was the biggest piece. This right? is his time for me to see him now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's healthy, it better be Clint Frazier. I'm sorry. Yeah, but again, uh, from a business perspective, the Yankees still have options on him, and they have to do. I mean, if Jacoby Ellsbury is healthy, what are you exactly. going to do? I with just him? think that if Clint Frazier is not a major league baseball player this year, he's just going to rot away somewhere. And the guys campaigning hard on social media uh, that he's ready to play. And, and you know, and aside people, from with him and his goddamn nose ring taking pictures with his freaking oh cat, God. he is like Ellsbury. No, what's he? The next Greg Bird? Pictures with the cat? But uh, he's telling oh, everybody man. that he's ready to go. And you know what? People oh, are Frazier. people are getting on his case, and they're like, Frazier's just a bunch of talk. The guy's been friggin' hurt, man. It, you should be happy he and it's is not vocal like he and confident. Like get, get concussion. Right. You should be happy that this guy. Him isn't sitting Michael around Penn. and asking for pity. He's telling you that he's ready to take over left field. And you know what? Brett Gardner is probably the first person who wants to hear those things from a guy like him. That's why they brought Brett Gardner back. You know why they brought Brett Gardner back? So that he can still do the Guardi report. The Guardi uh, report for us. I agree. Uh, I don't know, bro. It's I, I want it to be Frazier. Logically, I think it'll be... If Ellsbury's healthy, it's going to be him. Yeah. If no, Brett Gardner's struggling... Right. If Brett Gardner is struggling, the Yankees won't go out of their way to replace no. Ellsbury, uh, replace Gardner with Ellsbury. No. Like I think they would with right. Frazier. But if Gardy's like hitting one ten in, the, you know, we're go- approaching May first, and Ellsbury's healthy, he's gonna be the left fielder. Where it stands now, I see Clint Frazier being the replacement. But you talk about all these ifs and big ifs. If Ellsbury's healthy. If Ellsbury isn't traded, if Ellsbury is on this roster, Ellsbury's not getting traded. Then yes, Ellsbury will be the replacement. Will will that be permanent? I sure as hell hope not. Unless he's raking, 
Oh, you know, but Never know. it will definitely happen. Let's talk about Ellsbury getting traded. And it's not the Yankees have been in discussions with San Francisco. San Francisco has discussed acquiring Ellsbury, and they would be open to a, and the Yankees would be open to a, quote, bad contract swap for Ellsbury, not specifically with the Giants. It would be a little unfair to the Yankees. The Giants would still have to eat some of that Cueto contract. See, the guy that everybody... Key, and this has not been reported. This is not anything that's been substantiated. This is just speculation with people looking at the, the contract. Right. Is that they w- would think the best matchup would be Johnny Cueto. Because, because we need depth. Because uh, of the money owed. But you got to think about it like this. You have two more years of Jacoby Ellsbury. The Giants have three more years of Johnny Cueto. Why are you adding on to that bad commitment? If you're the Yankees. Right. And you know what? And all- you don't even get anything out of Cueto this year because he's missing uh, this, He's missing all 2019 with with Tommy John surgery. Right. And then he comes back. He's owed all this money. You don't know what kind of pitcher he is. So he's going to be 34 years old coming off of Tommy John surgery. That's a guy you want to commit $47 million to? No. And then next year, you want to talk about replacing CC Sabathia. Who's going to be that guy? It should be Loisaga. I don't want it to be Johnny Cueto. Now you're going to be in the same spot. That you are with Ellsbury, but with a pitcher who's on the decline, who just had Tommy John, and you're handcuffed to him now, where he's blocking guys like Loisaga, who, by the way, is our number one prospect now. If you look at Johnny Cueto's numbers for his career, they're pretty damn good, but that's not a risk I'm taking at 34 years old with him coming off of Tommy John surgery. If the contracts were equal and they're both going to be free agents after 2020, do it. Right. I don't care. Right. But I'm not taking another year of this no. guy. No. The guy that I would take take it on because he's a, a free agent after 2020 is Jeff Samarja. Not that I'm yes. expecting anything out of him. But, that's but it a, makes more sense. It makes more sense. And even the Yankees, uh, I think Samarja makes about 11 or $12 million less than Ellsbury. Even mm-hmm. if the Yankees split the baby right. and sent some money over that's there, fine. I'd be fine with that. Mark Melanson. Oh, twenty-eight million over the next two years. Do it. That's fine. fine. Yeah, but the Yankees. But then that's a much bigger gap because the it's Yankees, all about the commitment. The Yankees owe forty some. What forty-four million dollars? Forty-four around there. Yeah. So the, that's a lot. That's not a couple million. That would the Yankees would have to probably kicking like fifteen million dollars. So right. I probably wouldn't be okay with that. I'm but, okay with Samarja though. I think that makes the most sense. Uh, yeah, as an insurance policy, as your six starter, stick him in the bullpen as your long guy, and yeah. then you need somebody to make a couple starts when CC takes his vacations on the DL. Pinstripe. Okay. Cole, Notre call, Dame. Call him AJ Cole to demoralize him a few times throughout the season. Notre Dame wide receiver. Who? Oh, oh Samarja. Samarja, you're right. What's so next on your poll? Right. I like these polls, Skip. I'm going to call you Skip for But hold on, though. Uh, are these scientific polls or what? Actually, none of them are. No, we had a lot of what them. Are we, so. What are we doing here, boys? Yeah, we, I, I kind of pumped I them I thought we were doctors. These are, not, these are not scientific. I get scientific polls on my personal account, not on the NYY Sports uh, account. I don't yeah, know what. But I did pump out a lot of them, so maybe they, some of them did yeah, get lost. Maybe. Uh, were you saying something about somebody's name just a minute ago? Hmm? No? Please mention it. I was I'm watching this documentary on Lucky Luciano because I just finished The Soprano, so now usually when... I uh, I finished The Sopranos. I do want, I get into the mob a little bit, and I'll watch other stuff about the mob. So I've been watching this documentary on Lucky Luciano, and he got brought down by this madam that ran one of his whorehouses, and her name was Cokie Flo. Cokie Flo. Cokie Flo. I like that. Which has to be one of the all-time great names. That's got to send up a red flag right away. Cokie Flo. Cokie Flo. Cokie Flo. Speaking of documentaries... If you have time to DM me or something, Chris Jr. underscore MYST, 
let me know if you watch the Ted Bundy tapes. Wasn't a fan, and I love documentaries. Yeah, we talked Chris about a this. Big documentary. It guy. was just all over the place for me, and I was so excited to watch it. It fell way short for me. I'd love to hear from from anyone who watched it. Also, all right. So what we heard from the fans is, uh, will Troy Tulowitzki make it through spring training healthy and be the starting shortstop? <sighs> yes. I think a lot of that plays into what the Yankees' plans are for That's good question for the middle infield. It is a great question. Um, do I think he'll stay healthy? Yeah, I actually, I it might be a false sense of confidence, but I have confidence that Troy Tulowitzki, call me crazy, will crazy. stay will stay healthy this year, and he, if given the opportunity, will play a nice part in, on this team. Uh, the it was a close vote, but fans said fifty seven percent said that uh, Troy Tulowitzki will make it through spring training healthy. Hmm. I don't know yeah, if he'll I, be the starting shortstop, though. No, if he's healthy, he will be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't think maybe they would consider Torres at short? I don't I think they don't really want to move I'm Torres. So yeah, torn. Cashman did say that. I'm so torn because we've said, it, we've said it in the past. Cashman is adamant on the fact that they don't want to move him. But then you have... DJ LeMayu, who is a Le gold Mayhew. glove second baseman. Again, we're talking about a vulnerable defensive infield. Why do you want to then take DJ yeah, LeMayu, know, man. move I... him to another position, and that you don't know how great he is, but you know how great he is at second base, so you're kind of torn. I don't, I don't really know, know the outcome. I think LeMayu is going to uh, crack the starting lineup. You do or you don't? Yeah, I do. I think LeMayu will be the I second baseman and Torres will be short. I think LeMayu is going to be a big piece to this team. You, you guys, you guys, when we did our opening day lineups, none of you had Tulowitzki in your opening mm-hmm. day lineup, except for our boy Brendan. I don't think he's going to make it through spring training. I I need to see really? it first. It could, it's a listen I mean, it's when you minimum, have so. that little of a financial obligation to a player and this many good guys on a team. He's going to be the first to go. He's got to he's got to really wow the Yankees to make it through spring training. But here's what I'll say about he DJ LeMay. He 700 in spring training, and the Yankees would still... If Manny Machado's sitting out there March 15th Oh, still, yeah, that's different. Oh, no, yeah. If, they're, if they sign Manny Machado... Now, you know what, Manny? We're going to pass up. We got, we got too low. Yeah. Uh, I think DJ LeMay is going to really show you his worth when the Yankees make the postseason. I think he is going to be that guy... A guy that we need in a postseason lineup. I think the Yankees, uh, DJ LeMayu is going to show you his worth through 162 games. This no, year. he absolutely will. But what I'm saying is, he's going to make. He's not going to be that much of an impact player. I don't think offensively until you get to the big games in October where I, he's the guy who isn't striking out, who's getting on in big situations. I think you're going to see a lot of DJ LeMayu this year. He's going to play probably four times a week. I agree. And I think he's gonna he he's gonna be you are more going impactful. to like him. He's gonna be more impactful than you're saying that he's gonna be. I, yeah, I agree. No, you're he's not. A career 298 maybe I'm not saying it the right way. Then I'm not saying he's not going to be an impact on this team. I'm t- I'm saying to you, you're not going to realize how much of an impact until we get to the postseason. Knockwood. Hopefully, I'm just assuming here that we are. And guys like Stanton and Judge, or not Judge, because he's unbelievable in the postseason. But guys like Stanton are striking out in big spots. And DJ LeMayu is kind of breaking up that power oh, hitter strikeout. So now John Carlos Stanton is going to blow in the postseason. Oh, come on. I mean, I hope not. I'm just saying he's not that typical power hitter strikeout guy, and we need more of that in in 
in guys like him All right, in the so postseason. Let's, let's, seg- let's segue into the next question here. So which middle infield combination would you prefer the Yankees go with while Didi's out? LeMayu at second, Glaber at short, or Glaber at second and Tulo at short? No, my answer. <sighs> That's really tough. I think the way this team is best, I know they don't want to move Torres. I know they don't, but he's still a great shortstop. Get and maybe, maybe over time it could screw him up switching him back to shortstop again. But this team is best with him as the shortstop. And DJ LeMayu as the second baseman. It's it's best that way defensively, and it's best that way offensively. How old is Glaber Torres? 20, 22? 22. 22. Yeah. The guy can play half a season at shortstop. Yeah, but again, why do you... If his long-term plan is to be a second baseman, just let him be a second baseman. Yes, but, because we, but if the team can be improved by you playing shortstop, then why not do that for I understand that, but we saw a lot last year about how he was was making errors because he wasn't comfortable at second base. I agree with that. And again, what is the what is the Yankees' future at shortstop? Is Didi Gregorius getting an extension off of this year? I don't know. If not, then why is Manny Machado not on the team? Because then I think that just makes the whole world of sense here. Yeah. Unless at some point the Yankees do give in and just say Glaber's natural position is short. We got a gold glove second baseman at DJ LeMayu. Let's just go with that. That could definitely happen. That could happen. Well, the fans want it to be DJ and uh, Glaber. They voted 69% that way. Yeah, I agree with that. I do. Regardless of the Yankees' intentions or what they necessarily want, I agree that that makes this team best. Because then, yeah, maybe the defense of Glaber might be a liability, but you're also adding the defense of LeMay to complement But really, when you're talking about right now, Torres is more of a liability to me at second base. You're right. Shortstop is his natural position. The Yankees see it more of a liability over time where they don't think he has that range to be as good of a shortstop as he would be once he fits and settles into second base. But when you're talking right now, and we're in a right now mentality, Torres at short is actually less of a liability than Torres at second base. And then... You're not just slotting in some Joe Schmo at second base. Right. You're slotting in a multiple gold glove second baseman. Right. And a guy who can hit. Yeah. I think if you're voting DJ and Glaber, it's because you want the defense to be better. Is that the way I'm reading that? I think it's both. I you do. You think the team would be better offensively? Yeah, because no one knows what Tulo is going to be offensively. They know what they're going to get out of Torres and DJ. They don't know what they're going to get out of Tulo. And they don't know what they're going to get out of Tulo defensively either, although all the reports say he hasn't lost a step. Well, I think adding a gold glove caliber, or not caliber, he is a gold glove. Yeah, he's a gold multiple. glove uh, second baseman kind of steadies the infield defense, which I think is a major weakness right. of this team. And like I said, right now, Torres is still in our minds more of a liability at second than he is at short. Is that the biggest weakness right now, you'd say? Well, we'll get to that in a second. All right. Yeah. Uh, so the next question is, you know, since we're talking about defense, this directly ties into this here. So who concerns you the most defensively, Gary Sanchez or Miguel Andujar? Oh, it's Miguel Andujar leaps and bounds for me. And that's not to say that I'm not confident he's worked his ass off and is going to shock us all and be a great defensive third baseman this year. Can you say that again? Which player concerns you the most defensively, Andujar or Sanchez? Mine has to be Sanchez in terms of concerns me because this is a guy that just every single night is going to have to catch some really good pitching, and that is not an easy position 
to improve on. Well, I mean, the fans look think, at the arms. Look at the arms that he has to catch this the year. The fans think it's going to be Sanchez. You they guys see that? Sixty-two percent. Really? That that they are more concerned about Gary Sanchez. Well, than, here's why. Here's why. Because the pass ball. <laughs> because I of, mean, a catcher. Because of the exact more reason that Ryan just said. It's every single pitch, every single night, right. in and out. So he's the one that's talked about the most. But I go back to one thing and one thing only, and that's the postseason. Sanchez was a brick wall back there, whereas Andujar... He really was. And nobody's Har- giving him credit that no, he was really Really good. not. I mean, it was only five games, but still, you did not... You did not see any of that. And let me ask you this: Who was a better offensive player last year, Gary Sanchez or Miguel Andujar? Miguel Andujar. Okay, who was the one? Is it five games or four games? Five games. They played the wild card game and then they lost. Oh, all right. You're including the wild card. My bad. So let me ask this again: Who was the better offensive player, Sanchez or Andujar? Andujar. Who was the one that the Yankees sacrificed because they were more concerned with? Defensively in the postseason, Sanchez or Andujar? Also, to your point, though, Sanchez was hot in the postseason and Andujar was not. Okay, but even if he was, maybe, I still think maybe, their most, big concern. Most likely, but I think it was going to be a much tougher I understand. decision. I understand if you had to play devil's advocate, that would be the way to go. But my point is, really, at the end of the day, who was the bigger liability? So, in my mind, Miguel Andujar needs to be much, much, much better at third base because Gary Sanchez, yeah, he might have trouble blocking balls, but no one's running on Gary Sanchez when he does. And he brings a lot more to the table defensively than Miguel Andujar does right now. So, Miguel Andujar, they were, uh, they were at Mohegan Sun yesterday, I believe, the Michael K show, and they had a bunch uh, of yeah. Yankees and Red Sox on there for some uh, mm. charity dinner that they Did you were see doing. See what Sevy had on? Oh he was my god, sharp, sharp. Didn't see. But Miguel Andujar was on, and uh, I don't understand a lot of Spanish. I understand some. Mm-hmm. So one, of, it was either Kay or Lagreca asked um, Andujar how he's going to get better defensively, and you know what he said? Trabajo, trabajo mucho, <laughs> which was the greatest answer he could have possibly given work a lot yep that's and what's he been doing working that's all we've seen so again i'm basing my answer of this poll off of last season i am not in any way saying that miguel andujar isn't going to show up and be a gold glove caliber caliber third baseman it could happen he obviously has the skill set He's he has the skill set to be a great third baseman. He does have range. He does have a phenomenal arm. It was a matter of him second guessing himself. It was a matter of him being scared of the ball where every time a hard ball was hit there, you'd hold your breath because he'd back up. He'd let the ball Remember eat him up. That one game against Boston this year. Oh, I caught Chapman the on the mound. Oh, I hated that oh, game. I Jesus, think that was my least please, favorite why'd you game. Have to bring that up. Because it's been bothering me. It was oh. a sweep game. They should have won yep. that game. Oh, they were up like and four you're just runs. sitting there going, "Is this really happening right now?" Yeah, hold your breath, and then it happens. Everybody's going to blame Manduhar. <laughs> they should have made the play. Should have blamed Bird. Mm-hmm. They should have made the pick. But again, we were going through one of those games where Roldis Chapman didn't know where the hell home plate was. Right. Oof. Can I let's get off the polls for a quick second here? Did you hear uh, Hal Steinbrenner clap back a little bit about the? I kind of did. I didn't read it fully, but what did he exactly about say? What? I'm glad that he took a shot at me these, too. About Me these too. Jag offs over here. There was an owners uh, owners meeting uh, during the week, and uh, somebody caught up to Hal, and uh, Hal didn't exactly appreciate being called cheap. Wow, 
And what did he say? He said, I don't understand how I'm being called cheap when my payroll is at $200 million. In fact, it's at $220 million right now, and it's significantly higher than it was last year. So how am I being cheap? How many teams are spending more money than the New York Yankees right now? I think the Yankees are... Second? Second or third. Yeah, I believe they moved up. Phillies and Mets, maybe. I believe they're moved up to second. They could be third, though. There's two different... Definitely the Phillies. It's either free agent contract signed or... Payroll added in the offseason. Either way, it means that there's 27 or 28 other teams spending less money than Hal Steinbrenner. But let's not let's not waste our our precious. But I'm glad that Hal said. Oh, that. me too. Me too. I love it. One of those guys, or two of those guys that uh, the Yankees are spending money on now this year are Hap and uh, Zach. Oh, it's Zach with a K now. Zach with a yeah. K. I thought he was going to change it to Sack. His legal name is apparently Z-A-C-K. Zachary Z-A-C-K. Then why was he going, what, did someone misspell it or something and he never corrected them? I have no idea in the fucking world. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Because it's normally Zachary, if Zachary spelled Z-A-C-H, even they change it to the K. But he was someone with the K already. But I wonder if my Zach Britton autograph is worth more now that it's he's, oh, when he signed it. Wow. When he definitely. signed it, it was Z A C H. He's gonna have to change his autograph. Oh, definitely. Maybe that's why he was going H because H is an easier cursive it than is. a K. It is. Well, somebody's gonna they were joking it. that you know as a pitcher K is better because H right. means hit and K means strike. <laughs> yeah. So. Maybe that's 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 a good one. All right, so. Let's start with this one real quick. Uh, we we threw out our predictions maybe a few pods ago, but I asked the fans, what do you think Luis Severino's ERA will be in 2019? 199 or lower in the twos, in the threes, or four or higher? I think I said in the threes. I know the fans voted in the twos. Yeah, it was 60%. They think it'll sit somewhere between 2.0 and 2.99. Yeah, and I'll say this. And who's the, and who's the 3% of these, these dumbasses that really think he's going to pitch to a higher than 4 ERA this year? And you, really it, think, you have that little faith in Luis Severino right I'll now? say this. Come on, seriously. I'll say this. I don't necessarily know if I have an educated guess on where his ERA will stand. I'll just say that it better be in the twos. It better be. I think you were above three when we predicted. I was the one that was I think I was two, three, two, eight. Which isn't there. good enough for me. No, it's absolutely not. And the reason why I threw out this poll was not to... I didn't want to ask if you think Luis Severino is the Yankees' ace. I wanted to gauge what the fans thought of and him. And you know what? I liked the answers because it showed me that there's still a lot of people that have faith in this guy, and they should. They should. I think the 11% that think he's going to pitch to a sub-2 ERA needs to lay off the peyote a little bit. Yeah. But, the but people, you never know. But the people that voted four or higher, put down the crank. If he didn't, if he didn't fall off, like even if he didn't fall off just a little, like he plummeted last year. No, he, he, yeah, he had the highest ERA. He could have very easily point. broken a two ERA last year. He would have broken a two yeah, ERA. Right. He so was under. So it's he was not under two in June. So it's not unrealistic. Yeah, he was at like one nine eight two starts before the All Star break. I will say it one last time. It better be in the twos. Yeah, or else it, needs it to has be. to be. Or else the Yankees will have to go out and get themselves a bona fide ace because this is it. They'll have to. Yeah. They can live without it. Seve's a great number two then ace. at that point, obviously. Yeah. But you need an ace. You need a guy who's going to go out there and, and Unless pitch. someone else in the rotation steps up. That, well, that's what we're yeah. going to ask right now. Cool. If Seve's your number one, who's your number two? Paxton, Tanaka, or Hap? K-Pax. Paxton. 100%. 58% of the fans went with Paxton. 
Yeah. Then Tanaka. Tanaka with 33 and 9% for Happers. I think Tanaka's going to bounce back and have another really good year. He had a good season last year. I don't care about how he pitches in the regular season No, I do. He can't pitch like he pitched in 2017. For me, he can. For me, he can too, but I don't want him to. No, he cannot I'd have rather a near, he did He can't be having a five-year rate through most of the season. He can't deal with it. But they'll still make care. the postseason. As long as they and make the postseason. when they do make the postseason, he You want to win the division this year? Yeah, no. Okay, so, so you're right. If they you're don't right. win the division because of Tanaka, then I'll yeah. start to, you know. But you need to be three deep where you're winning the majority of your games when Paxton, Tanaka, and Severino are pitching. Right. Yeah, but if you're not three deep, then you better have a great bullpen and the Yankees... Do, if right? you can get those three to really just maximize their potential, oh and then you have at the bottom of the order, uh, at the bottom of the rotation, two lefties, uh, you know, whether it be Tanaka, Hap, and then CC getting you 10 to 15 wins each, that's just an incredible rotation. I think, and I've said this before, I think Cashman's thinking of acquiring Paxton was that he was going to be a 1B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think so, but I don't think I think at worst he saw him as a two. I don't think he acquired him thinking he was going to be a three or four. I no. think he thinks he's going to be a one B two, whatever you want to say. They don't need. I'll say I'll say it again. We fought over it. They don't need him to be an ace if Luis Severino is going to pitch to a two two something ERA this year. They do need him to be a solid number two. Out of all the new acquisitions. This year, who are you guys most excited to see? For oh, me, it's Paxton. I'm definitely Paxton or Adovino. Uh, are you counting guys like Britton and Hap? Or are they considered new acquisitions? Uh, yeah, throw them in there. Because and then for I a full would, season, it's a full yeah. year. For a, a full, full season of a healthy Britton, I still think that would... That would oh, Britton is going to shut everyone up who is doubting him in any way. I'm doubting him, this so I year. hope he does. He is going to shut you up when you see how this guy can pitch healthy. Oh, I can't. I hope. I hope so. This bullpen throws that friggin'. I know last ball. year this bullpen was kind of disappointing Nasty. because it was talked up a lot. But man, this bullpen right now is beyond scary. Beyond. Yeah, I can't imagine having a. So you would say game. that you are not concerned about the Yankees bullpen? No, <laughs> I'm guessing ninety percent. Uh, our last poll question is: What area of the Yankees concerns you the most right now? Offense, starting pitching, bullpen, or defense? Mine, mine. Yeah, you can go. You go. Defense. I think that's the biggest weakness is the infield, I'm and gonna... and even the outfield too. Because if if Stanton's going to play out there every so often, he's not probably going to play in right a lot. Gardner's great, but. I don't, I don't worry about the Yankees defensively in the outfield. I think especially if Guardy's going to play left field, they have a phenomenal yeah, defensive right. outfield. I and I don't even like Aaron Hicks that much. I am going to be the odd man out probably of everyone on this poll, and I'm going to say the offense. And not in a sense of it worrying me that I don't think this team could win 100-plus games anymore. I think this offense is scary, but it does concern me a bit because we've seen these guys when they're on – and they are phenomenal, but we've seen them when they're off, and they, and it all it all's like a domino effect. When one guy's off at the top, the rest of them keep striking out. It becomes tough to watch, and I think the Yankees need to break out of that this year. I'm most concerned with the offense. I think defensively, we don't know where all the pieces are going to fit just yet, but when they do, I actually think we have a very good defensive team right now. Well, the fans voted 56% for the starting pitching, 
31% for defense, 11% for offense, and I guess two people thought they were being funny and voted for the bullpen. Hmm. Well, no, you never know. I mean, you could... Actually, those are spiteful Red Sox fans. Actually, it's probably closer to 13 people that voted for the bullpen. Yeah, it's definitely not my biggest concern right now. I think that would be the thing that you would be least concerned about is this bullpen. Absolutely. So The starting rotation doesn't worry me at all either. Me neither. I guess the only worries you can have are health, but that's any rotation. Honestly, I'm not even worried about their defense. I just think if I had to pick... One aspect of their game, defense. it would be for defense. Me, for me, if I had to pick one out of the four areas, it would be defensively because I don't think they're that. I don't think they're good at all defensively in the infield. No, I don't feel that way at all. You're not going to feel, you're, especially if Luke Voigt is playing first base. That's terrible defensive infield. I think Luke Voigt will be just fine over at first base. I think he's not going to be a guy. The guy's who, built like the Incredible Hulk. When's the last time you saw the Hulk scoop a ball out of yeah, the dirt? Yeah, how's he gonna get his glove I all the think way down? He'll be okay. The guy's built like a. I don't think first base defensively should worry. Google you. the Warlord, the WWF '80s wrestler, the Warlord. No. That's what Luke Voigt looks like. Okay, mm. except for the, the wacky goatee that the Warlord had. I wouldn't be concerned. That guy can't pick balls out of first base. You don't know that. No, I'd... you've never seen him pick a ball. Oh my God, that is Luke Voigt. I, that's his new nickname. That guy I just pulled up. What's this guy's name? The Warlord. The Warlord. That's Luke Voigt, bro. Oh, we got to do something with this. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's him. That's Luke Voigt. That's Voigt. That guy can't. That guy's I didn't gonna know pick... Luke Voigt was a WWE wrestler. That guy's gonna pick first base uh, ball out of during first base. I don't think so. <laughs> But yeah, defensively, I guess that would be my main area of concern. Uh, but the corners, infield wise, outfield, I think we're. I think we're. Yeah, you're right. We're I, superb. Uh, I, I don't worry about Gary. Really, I don't. No. I don't. I don't worry. I think again, like it, it's not to the degree that this is Bird. Like we say, it's Bird's last chance. It's not Gary's last chance. But this is a year that Gary Sanchez is going to show you something, or he's going to put it yeah. all together. I yeah. think. Same with Sevy. I, one last thing I want to say. Are you, we're done with the polls and everything? Do you have anything else? No, well, I was going to say what the I I understand. I don't really fully understand the fans' point of view, but I know. I think I can understand. I'm going to say I understand after I said I didn't understand, but I think the reason why they voted for starting pitching is because in their mind the Yankees didn't get a sexy name this right. season, even though they really got the sexiest name that was traded. This offseason. Some of them are down on Luis Severino. Some of them don't think Mahasahiro Tanaka is any good. Some of them have no respect for Hap. Some of them think CC belongs in a hospital bed. And, you know, they don't respect what James Pax. They don't, they don't get they, no respect. They, they don't, got, they don't, they don't have, get no respect. If you took out Paxton and put in ha- uh, Corbin, you think the fans would have voted differently? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Because of the name. I would actually be more pissed off. Yeah. I would I actually would, have more concern. Me too. I really would. 100% I would. You were sold on, on Patrick Corbin being the, the sexiest name in the free agent market. He was. I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying you were sold on that. Right. Oh, everyone, yeah. And the Yankees didn't get it's him. the name. Right. But I think Paxton's probably a better pitcher than Patrick Absolutely. Corbin. Agree. Hell, I think he, he's got a better stay, well, fit. He's a better got, fit. He's got to stay healthy, right. obviously. But right. I think for the Yankees, Paxton is, is going to be a better pitcher Absolutely. than Corbin's going to be. And I think he's shown, him, he's shown his mentality and that he's a guy who can the guy fought a, be very— The guy fought an eagle, for Christ's sake. He could be very yeah, successful in the Bronx. I want to leave—if we're wrapping up, I'd like to leave the listeners with one thought. Okay. How many games okay. did the New York Yankees win last year? Uh, that would be Hundo. 100. Okay, let's just— I know they failed in the postseason— 
They won 100 games. They had a rookie manager. They had an ace who completely fell off the face of the earth. They had zero production at first base until the end of the year with Luke Voigt. They had a guy at third who had a breakthrough rookie season, but they held their breath every time a ball was hit to him. They got nothing out of Gary Sanchez. Aaron Judge missed six weeks of the season. Brett Gardner also fell off the face of the earth. Chapman was hurt. Montgomery went down. Britain really wasn't the same guy. Montgomery went down. Didi spent a lot of time on a DL and didn't even exist in May. CeCe was hurt on and off. This team won a hundred games that way. And they didn't get a full Giancarlo Stanton like he normally puts up. Glaber Torres was never the same after that injury. Glaber Torres. The list goes on and this team found a way to win a hundred games and they are coming back better, stronger. And if they can stay healthy and improve upon the talent that they already had, this team is going to be unstoppable in 2019. I'm telling you right now. Think about that. Think of all the holes last year. Ooh, but we don't have Harper. We don't have Machado. <laughs> Think about it. Nah, you hit the nail on the head, man. No, I, I know I did. We don't have those guys. <laughs> we, can, we can't win. We can't win without them. hundred games. And now this team is better, stronger, Chris, and scarier. They suck, bro. They don't have Manny I'm Machado. Telling you right They're now, terrible. I'm telling you right now. Terrible. This team will be the team to beat in 2019. Those first three weeks of the season though, are going are to be very they important. They need to start at least 14 and 7. This yep. team needs to be 20 games over 500 by Memorial Day. And they should be with that they schedule. They should be. You they look at the schedule they're for, and you totally If they're think they serious be. this year, yes. if they're for real about winning a World Series, they should be 20 games over 500 yep. minimum by Memorial Day. I agree. And that schedule is so conducive for them to do that. Put it in yep. the books. Let's do it. Don't say that. That's a Mets thing. All right. Ew. I didn't know that. Let's put it on the board. Yeah. Put it on the board. <laughs> yes. You know, he, he uh, announced Yankee games guy. before he... Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, he did. He's retired now, guy. right? Good. The White Sox? Yes. Did, he recall, nah, did, he did he maybe? Somebody retired. And Vin they're Scully regret, maybe? They're regretting it. Vin Scully? No, no. I think Please don't guy. ever put them in the same category, if that's who you were thinking of. Next Dude, week. 100% not who I was thinking of. See, what's, now because... What's the guy's name who did the White Sox? Paul Carrollson. Because uh, next week... Um, episode 100. But because our luck that we'll plan this whole big episode for Saturday, Sunday... That Manny Machado will sign with the Yankees on Wednesday, and we'll have to do episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, no, we shouldn't cater to him, man. Screw him. We have to. I know. So thank you for listening to episode ninety-nine of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. The season is getting ready to start. You'll listen Monday morning. The season is upon us. Two more days, and it'll officially begun. It'll the chase for twenty-eight, and hopefully next year when we sit down and record our spring training preview, we won't have to say the chase for twenty-eight. Right. Looking fine for twenty-nine. Fine for twenty-nine. Thank you for listening, Stack Guy Rye. Go Yanks, Chris. Say goodbye. Peace.